This is HPR episode 1763 entitled Intro to Homebrewing. It is hosted by First Time Host Alpha 32 and is about 20 minutes long. The summary is beer and the joy of making it. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello friends, this is Andrew. This is my first uh, episode for HPR. I'm a little nervous, but I hope you like it. I want to talk to you about homebrewing, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. First off, what is it? Okay, well, you know, it's a bit of chemistry, it's a bit of art, it's a bit of all that. Uh, It's also its own reward, so, you know, you can't argue with beer. Why should you do it? Well... First of all, beer. I mean, what more reason do you need? Uh, also, there's a, a kind of a camaraderie amongst uh, home brewers, uh, which you'll find out if you end up uh, picking this hobby up. Okay, next. Where can you do it? You can do it in your kitchen. You can uh, let things ferment in your closet. You can do it in your basement. Uh, you can do it in your garage, wherever you like. You can do it wherever your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever, whoever you live with, will let you do it. Uh, If you're lucky like me, my girlfriend is okay with me brewing in our apartment. So, it's pretty cool. Alright, next, how do you brew? Okay, basically what you need for beer, um, you need... Obviously, yeast. That is, you know, little microorganisms that eat sugar and expel alcohol and other things. Um, so, what what do you start with? Okay, you'll start with water. And if you're a first-time brewery, you'll start with uh, malt extract, which is going to have all your sugar and your malt flavor in there. So basically, you will get your water hot, you'll, you know, get it up to about uh, 160, 170 degrees, you know, and uh, start stirring in your, your malt, your malt extract there. You got to boil everything, you know, to keep it sanitary. That's a big part of brewing is, is sanitation. In a um, fermentation like this, you don't want any sort of stray, nasty little... Uh, bacteria in there because sitting so long in a sugary solution like this it'll it'll go off really bad you know they'll they'll just multiply and, and your beer will turn out horrible i know that from experience so and really you can as long as you keep things clean you can make pretty well any kind of beer you want I and mean, you can boil you know 
fruit in there with it and make a fruity kind of beer you can you can do anything really the hard part isn't making a good beer so much the hard part would be making a consistent batch because every little thing that you do uh, you know, it, it affects the the qualities of your beer so uh, if you have a temperature a little bit higher than you did the time before you made this batch uh, then your beer could turn out totally different. You know, the way you uh, add the yeast really can really affect it as well. So if you chuck your yeast in uh, dry, you know, just dry out of the packet, it'll create a totally different beer than mixing it with warm warm sugar water before you pitch it in will do. That said, you can get kits off the internet you know, Amazon or uh, Midwest Brewing. There are all kinds of different uh, online and brick-and-water stores where you can get home brewing equipment, supplies, and advice. If you've ever wanted to start brewing or ever wanted to, you just give it a shot. Uh, those are some of the best places to start is at your local homebrew shop. We've got one here near me out in the country. It's a little, well, it's a brewery as well, uh, and the guy sells sells homebrew supplies and anytime i need to know about anything i can go to him so you you've got lots of resources there anyway um basically what happens when you're making beer okay you'll get your what you know you get your water hot and mix in your your malt and you get your sugary well it's called wort uh w-o-r-t wort that's your beer that's not quite beer yet okay that's your your sugary solution that your yeast is going to eat and turn alcoholic. Okay, uh, so when you're you're doing your boil there, you know, and you've got your your uh, malt extract mixed in, you know, you, you can pitch uh, some hops in there to add some bitterness and balance out the the sweet malt flavors. Um, you know, it just depends on what kind of style you like. Um, you can make something really hoppy, like a you can make an IPA, a double IPA. Uh, whatever you like. That's a style that I like to make personally because I'm a bit of a hop head. Or you can go easy on the hops and make something really mellow. Um, you know, just a simple, uh, you know, just simple ale, uh, like a pale ale. And, yeah, you, there's a whole range of things you can do. You know, levels, of, levels and types of malt and different uh, varieties of hops. Uh, yeah, you know, different strains or varieties of hops will have different characteristics, ranging from you know really really bitter, and uh, to not so bitter, from piney characteristics to citrusy, uh, and just any every where in between. Uh, there are so many different varieties, and um, if you get into get into brewing. You can get a catalog of uh, different hop varieties, and it's just really a bit mind-boggling what what all there is out there. It's it's really great. <laughs> it's just a fascinating world of you know just uh, hops for for different styles. You know, uh, East Kent Goldings for um, you know English varieties and some German Hollertau. You know to 
some really heavy-duty hops, uh, you know, grown out in Washington State. Yeah, you can just, it's a, a whole world of things to discover. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, okay, so you get your, uh, some kind of rambling going off topic and getting distracted by myself. Um, so you can uh, pitch some uh, hops in there, you know, to get your bitterness up. Um, once you got your stuff boiling, generally, uh, depending on what kind of style you're doing, your boil is going to last between 45 minutes and an hour and a half. Uh, it just depends on how much you're boiling, uh, what kind of style you're doing. Uh, I generally shoot for an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half. Um, and then after that, you're going to want to cool your wort. Um, now, they, they make uh, wort chillers, which are, they're kind of like radiators, some of them. Uh, well, obviously, they got to radiate the heat, you know. Uh, some are immersion type, you know, where it's uh, kind of like a radiator that you'll, you'll drop into the pot and you'll hook one end up to a, a faucet and run cold water through it, uh, you know, and the other end you'll put into a sink or whatever, you know, so it can flow out. And that, uh, that'll that just suck the heat right out of it. And, uh, you know, they, they work pretty well. The only difficult part about those is... Uh, keeping them clean sometimes. Uh, you know, you don't want anything nasty getting in there. Anyway, once you get your wort down to about, uh, you know, 70 degrees or so, 70, 75 degrees, actually, yeah, usually around 72, you know, right, right in between there, you'll get your wort into your fermenting vessel, which can be just about anything, um, as long as it's sterile. A lot of folks you will use a, a large carboy, which is essentially just a, a big glass or plastic bottle, you know, like the like a water cooler jug. If you clean and, and sanitize one of those, they work great. Depending on the size of batch you're doing, you'll need to leave a little headspace. You know, if, say if you've got a, a five-gallon batch, you'll want to get uh, like a, a six-gallon carboy or fermentation vessel, you know, to give your wort t uh, space to to breathe there, you know, and, and so it doesn't blow the top off. That's a, a real risk. I, I, that It happens. It happened in my closet, and it was nasty. So, yeah, you'll get your, uh, you'll get your wort into the, the fermentation vessel, and you'll pitch your yeast. Just don't worry about stirring it up. It'll do it on its own. You're going to leave it there for a while. It'll all get down in there, and the yeast will be happy, and start eating their, eating away at that sugar and and expelling alcohol and carbon dioxide. You know, you gotta keep it sanitary sanitary in there. So they make these little airlocks, just something that'll let the carbon dioxide out and uh, keep anything from getting into it. You can find them at your homebrew store. Yeah, so you'll let that guy um, ferment for a week or two. You know, however long you feel like. You know, just until the, the airlock stops bubbling is usually what I do. And then you're not quite ready to drink it. Uh, it's tempting. Uh, you can drink it. It's just, it'll be beer. It just won't be uh, carbonated. You know, it's not so bad, but it's better with carbonation. So after that uh, fermentation period there, you know, you're a week in the closet. You can pull it out and put 
transfer it to a secondary fermenter if you want to let it mellow out for a little longer. Or you can go ahead and bottle it just right there. I've done that before and it, it turned out great. I uh, made a, a pale ale a couple of years ago. Yeah, bottled it straight after you know primary fermentation. You know that that first week of uh, you know letting the yeast get happy in there, and it it, it was a good beer. You know, I mean any beer is a good beer. My favorite beer is an open one. Um, so once you you're bottling, you're gonna need to give those little yeasty fellas something else to munch on when they're in the bottle. Uh, so they make uh, bottling sugar. So what you'll do is you'll bring uh, a bit of water to a boil, you know, half cup, um, you know, 20 cl, 20 or 30 cl, I think is a half cup. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, that's a different issue. You'll do that. You'll bring that guy, that water to a boil, and then add your your priming sugar. That's what they call it. Um, usually just some corn sugar. You will add a few ounces you know, a few tens of grams of it, whatever the measure is, sorry. Um, and then you will mix that in with your fermented beer and transfer it into bottles, cap them, and then you'll have to let that hang out for a while, actually, uh, usually a week or two. And you have to be careful. You don't want to use too much priming sugar because if you do, your bottles could explode. And it's a big mess. So there are uh, like formulas for that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know them. I generally just use like a, a half cup of sugar when I'm doing it, and it's turned out pretty well for me. I haven't uh, had any bottles explode except for well once, but I I did something different there. I wasn't paying attention. So now, once you have let your guys hang out in the bottles for a week or two, uh, they should be good and and carbonated. Then, yeah, after about two weeks, you can put put one put one in the fridge, let it cool, and uh, yeah, pop your first homebrew. <laughs> it's a great experience, you know. It's a really good feeling drinking a beer that you know that you made. It's uh, there's nothing nothing better than drinking your own beer and sharing it with your friends. It's pretty awesome. I hope you guys all try it. We could all use more homebrewers in the world because a world without beer is a, a very sad world indeed. Okay, as far as uh, like learning to brew, because once you make your first batch, I'm I'm sure the bug is going to get you. You know, you're going to want to do this more. You're going to want to yeah learn to be a better brewer. There's so much out there. It's just incredible. Um, anyway. There are all kinds of resources on the internet. American Homebrewers Association. I'm sure there's something for that internationally as well. Uh, I don't know what it is as I live in America. I haven't had to look at that kind of thing. Anyway, there are a couple of good books that I've got. Uh, there's the Homebrew Homebrewers Companion uh, by Charlie. I'm going to screw this up, but uh, Papazian, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's, uh, it's really good. Um, and... He is the, sorry, I'm reading off the back of the book now, uh, founder and president of the America's Homebrew, American Homebrewers Association and Association of Brewers. Yeah, he's a, a pretty cool guy, you know, ju just judging from reading his books. Um, you now this um, Homebrewers Companion is... Uh, 
really it really goes into into a lot of depth into different aspects of brewing brewing it's a it can, it can be a little intense actually <laughs> I've, I've gotten into it and there's so many different things that you can do and that he talks about in there it's it's really impressive um now now the first one that i would really really recommend that anybody interested in doing this gets is the complete joy of home brewing um also by charlie papazian uh it's kind of your home brewer's bible uh there are a lot of recipes in here uh lots of advice but mostly it's uh you know, just helping you kind of get off the ground and uh you know helping you learn about what's happening uh, when you're brewing and all the different types of ingredients you can get and the differences in them. Um, it's a really great resource for a homebrewer of any skill level. I mean, it's great for me. I'm not a, a particularly skilled brewer, uh, but I love it. And I know really skilled brewers who still swear by it. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get into it or you're just interested in it and don't, and don't end up brewing, uh, it's still a good, a good book. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I hope you guys, um, enjoy this episode. I'm sorry for all the, uh, ahs and ums. Uh, this is my first episode, you know, um, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening and happy brewing. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.